Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Zane and Carly Project. We are on episode 18. It's crazy, right? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zane Richard Simpson. And I'm Carly Joe. And yeah, you're listening to our 18th episode, like I said, uh, here on our Facebook Live. Tonight, we're going to be talking to a good friend of ours, and he is a national recording artist. He's also a reality TV star. He was on uh, The Real World, and he was also on, was it, Dating Naked? Yeah. And some other things as well. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's been, uh, it's always um, takes us a second to get back in the groove after taking four days off every week. But um, we're happy to bring it to you guys. Uh, we got three amazing guests this week, like I said. We got Mikey P tonight, uh, if you guys haven't. Um, heard of him before make sure you guys listen and if you guys I know it's kind of late out here but on the west coast um, it's still early so that's why sometimes it, we have to do these a little later but thanks again for tuning in so make sure you guys check out uh, his interview it's going to be pretty cool tomorrow Robert Seven Shannon he's an actor we'll be talking to him a little bit about the movie he's working on currently and some of the things he's worked on in the past kind of how he got there and then we'll be talking to uh, DJ Aravi he's a female DJ from Las Vegas she is uh, currently resident at Stadium Swim, which is at the new Circa Hotel. So if you guys are out in Las Vegas, go check out the Circa Hotel. Check out Stadium Swim. It'll be, uh, it'll be pretty dope. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk with Mikey. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, he, I know he has some super awesome news to share with you guys. Um, you know, definitely it's good to catch up with him, you know, and kind of get to hear some stuff on a little bit deeper of a level. Absolutely. Like we do with a lot of our guests, so that'll be dope. Um, so first of all, we want to shout out to our sponsors, ZRS Productions. My company, Kutch, it's not only a brand, but it's a lifestyle, and I hope to share that with all of you soon. I want to shout out to the Native brand over in Newport, Kentucky, uh, our friend Jay Banks over there and Andrew Eisler. Uh, great guys. They got a lot of big things going on. They work hard to keep pushing the native brand. We're always going to uh, be a good part, big part of what they're doing, and we're glad to uh, that they've welcomed us into their family, and um, we're able to see their amazing journey. They got some new locations opening up, um, some other things going on. Make sure you guys check out thenativebrand.com. You check them out on Instagram, the native brand, or you check them out on Facebook. They also have their own podcast. I was featured on one of their episodes. We got to talk about some things. So make sure you guys um, you guys check out their stuff. And then they'll be on here, uh, I think, March 15th. We might be heading back to the underground to do an episode with them there. Or we might be doing it right here. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. But make sure you tune in um, to see the interview with them. Get to a little bit, know a little bit more about the native brand. Uh, sorry, lost my track. Uh, villains. Uh, our buddy... Alex Kovacs out in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. He uh, has a great company up there called Villains. It is... I'm not wearing anything right now, unfortunately. No. But it's a dope brand, very similar to what I'm wearing. Um, very unique style. Check it out. Thatvillainlife.com or We Are Villains on Instagram. Underscore We Are Villains on Instagram. Uh, make sure you guys go check out his merch, hats, Pants, shirts, all the stuff he has to offer. Pretty dope stuff. Yeah, it is really cool. So, uh, they have stuff for females and males, both companies. So, um, tons of thanks for you guys to, to check out. And if you like it, buy some stuff. Support local business. Always one of the good things to do. 
Um, and then check out Jay Salentino. It's uh, another brand out of Newport, Kentucky. One of our friends, Josh, uh, great guy, uh, working on some collaborations with him right now, uh, especially since I have some things coming up. So make sure you guys check out his brand too, Jay Salentino. That's on Facebook. He has his own website, jsalentino.com. Uh, great up-and-coming brand. So much stuff out. Awesome leggings and uh, sports tops for females, snapbacks, uh, the dad hats, all kinds of stuff. Very cool. Make sure you guys check it out. And our last sponsor, the Anchor app. Make sure you guys check out the Anchor app or anchor.fm. It's a great place to start doing podcasts if you haven't done one before and you're looking for a way. Uh, we talk to a lot of people who want to do radio shows or podcasts and they don't really know how to do it. Anchor is a great way to start. Uh, you can record it straight on your phone. You can record it on your computer. You can edit, cut, do everything right there. And then they help you distribute to each individual streaming app as well. And you can make money with no minimum listenership. So make sure you guys check it out. That's Anchor or Anchor.fm. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a week. It's been a weekend. I've been busy. I've been busy. Um, we both been busy. But uh, I've been out trying to, you know, just getting things rolling. Uh, we're starting to open back up. The country's opening back up. Um, I hear Vegas is about to be back to 50% March 15th, so. That's super exciting. I know um, a lot of our friends out there are definitely super excited that, you know, <coughs> that things are opening back up. I know we will definitely be making our way back out to the West Coast here very soon. Um, it's definitely uh, a good thing to hear that things are getting back to normal. His Gosh. His mom, my future mother-in-law, actually just went to Vegas and came back and said that things were... A little bit more packed, you know, like normal. So that was good to hear. Um, Starting to get all the riffraff out of there, too. Uh, for anybody who has been in Vegas during the pandemic, you'll notice that the quality of people out there was a little different. They lowered the prices so much for everything that the casinos made less money and the hotels were a lot cheaper. You could definitely see a lot of the <coughs> people from L.A. and, uh, you know, like downtown Vegas and stuff were in there and it definitely changed the vibes out there and there was a little a bit of you know it just wasn't just how it normally is so uh I'm glad to see that things are kind of going back up uh Vegas I, I do think is a place where you do want to pay that extra money you know it's it's a place you go for that for that you know that whole thing it's like the Absolutely. whole um the vibe the experience the you know experience. what I mean yeah, so it definitely it's definitely a place where you want to to pay a little more and, and, and do all that. So anyway, it's starting to get back to that. They're raising the prices back up to things. Things are opening back up. Uh, I just talked to a buddy out there. I'll be out there DJing this summer. Um, hopefully by June, I should have some dates out there and back in Los Angeles. So uh, they're talking about 50% 50 capacity by uh, June or by March 15th. So that's right around the corner. I know things are starting to move out here. Um, Cincinnati, Columbus, Kentucky. Kentucky's still um, on curfew, but Ohio's finally back. So it's good that we're um, we're moving out here finally. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, happy to, to see that's going on. Um, yeah, things can, you know, finally get back to some type of normal normalcy uh, with the fact, normalcy, I should say. But um, people like me and and Zane and I'm sure a lot of my friends like we live off of music like it's something that we did for therapy reasons and going out and just being around people was something that we 
you know, enjoyed. It's what we did to kind of stay sane. And, you know, it was our pleasure was to be around other people and, you know, all that stuff. So glad to have a lot more time, you know, extending it to the 2 a.m., being able to hang out with your friends a little bit longer for those that work late and are able to get off a little bit, get off and go out for a little bit. That's pretty awesome. But I'm most excited about like DJs and like getting to hear live music and hopefully we can somehow do a festival or something like that to just kind of bring back that positivity and you know all that wonderfulness that goes into a festival because I love that stuff so much so um, if anyone's like me and really excited for that to come back I think we're really getting close to that so with Vegas being 50% open I'm sure like for sure by the end of this year we will be golden so I know it's still in the beginning of the year but sadly as we're getting older time just flies so you things will be back to normal quote unquote before we know it so yeah it's um we're moving we're moving we're making moves so I'm happy to see that like I said in Vegas is starting to get back to a normal capacity and we'll get to know a little bit more about what's going on out there when we when Mikey calls in because he's actually he located in Vegas, in Vegas yeah. so mm-hmm. we'll get to hear a little bit more about how that's all going um but yeah it's we're starting to move and I'm you're starting to see a lot more everyone's feeling better about things and that's good the vaccines are getting pushed out so you know I'm glad everybody was able to stick to it and and uh get through it together walk up there and see what that says because I'm always- Oh, hold on, here's Mikey. Hello? Yo, it's Mikey. What up, bro? Hey. What's going on? How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. That's good. What's going on over there? Uh, you know, we're we're hanging, hanging, out. hanging out in the Midwest and uh, just trying to stay warm out here. Yeah. Yeah, is there snow out there? Uh, it's starting to subside a little bit. We've actually, it's actually like 55 today, so we're getting better. It was like 80 today in Vegas. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we That's were good. still wearing coats and hats. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping... Uh, hey, I'm, when are you coming back? When, when's the next trip to Vegas? Yeah. Uh, probably in June. I'm working on some stuff out there. I'm waiting for things to open back up. I hear March 15th, it'll be 50% capacity. So. Yeah, we're back to 50, and then May 1st, I'll be back to fully open. That's oh, wow. good. So, that's awesome. Yeah, one of my buddies is trying to book me out there in June, but he's, you know, just keeping it slow and waiting so i'm thinking june uh i know i'll be in la so i think i'm just gonna do both while i'm out there so i'm thinking like around the middle of june i should be out there and we'll definitely get together brother nice so how's everything going for you man you got a lot going on uh you know you're staying busy and uh congratulations by the way yes thank you thank you got a little little ninja turtle on the way little baby that's (laughs) that's awesome dude that's so awesome yeah, yeah things are good, man. Just just working on working on new music. Got uh, a whole new album coming out with my group, The Cavs. That should be dropping in about around May or June. Awesome. Doing like a content run here in about two weeks, where we're gonna film a music video to every song. So keeping it as busy as possible. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's good. Like with music, you're still able to stay just as busy because uh, I know the whole pandemic thing has been hard for a lot of things obviously live entertainment and things like that but at least for artists djs and whatever you know you're still able to to work on yourself and, and your content and be able to put more put, put put stuff out so you know there's there's always a positive to it 
Yeah, it definitely slowed people down for sure. Uh, you kind of had to pivot and focus on uh, what you can really do while you're being at home and while you're not traveling. So a lot of my focus went to writing and and uh, creating some new content for social media and new music to drop. So I mean, I have a lot. I have a lot of stuff stored up right now to I can pretty much drop for the rest of the year. That's good. That's good, man. Hell yeah. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, so how did you, so how did you get into music? Uh, you know, I know a lot of our our listeners um, we were kind of talking about. You know, how how you got. So you're you're originally from you're originally from Philly, right, or Jersey? I know you're from about ba- ba- yeah. out east. I was born in uh, the Philadelphia area and uh-huh. then moved over to South Jersey when I was like in my teens or whatever. But originally got into music uh, when I was working at a radio station in Philadelphia. Shout out to Q102 in Philly. I was um, I was over there. I started as an intern, and then I was doing a night show, and then I had an overnight show. But started kind of doing music while I was there um, with uh, another guy named Brian, who I currently still do music with, uh, with the Cavs. So we started doing music, started doing, like, remixes for some of the DJs so they could drop on the radio. And then uh, we were starting to perform at some of the radio concerts. So it was almost like that that radio station and that opportunity for me to be there took my took my confidence and took my opportunities to the next level um, because obviously I had a platform already. So that's like where it all started. And then my boy Brian had this group called the Cab Five, which was already was already still like was already kind of there. And uh, they had other members in it, and they were looking for a fifth member. And um, since we were working together at the radio station, I kind of like. Like, I don't know, I just got my way in that way uh, since I had the radio platform. And then we started doing music as a team together. And then we did this song called Tetris in 2004, and that that took it to the next level. It went viral for what viral was in, in 2004, a million plays on YouTube and all this stuff. And then from there, it just kind of snowball effect. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Oh, that is super cool. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a journey for sure. It's awesome, and now to see what you, all the stuff you have going on with music, uh, it's great. You have some awesome videos out, some great songs, and it's awesome to hear you're working on some new stuff too. I mean, probably always working on <laughs> new stuff constantly, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, throughout the years, and <clears throat> things change, group members interchange. I started doing some solo stuff. Uh, I was signed to different labels, signed with different managers. I mean, it's a, it becomes a whole journey, and... I look back on it and I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I did all this stuff, but <laughs> it's been a wild ride and it's been a lot of fun. Cool. It's cool to grow as an artist through the years. And I like, I like where I am with music now today. I feel like we're doing it. We're doing music more so for ourselves, like music that we want to do rather than trying to appease any type of crowd. Um, you know, like when you get signed to a label or you get signed to a manager, you kind of, you get kind of put in a box a little bit and you have to within the guidelines in a way yeah. uh, which kind of sucks but it worked well for us at the time but I'm happy that we took our our abilities to the next level and now we, we can do whatever we want so that's yeah. cool that's awesome <laughs> yeah, that's nice. awesome yeah. absolutely um, so how did you get into reality TV from music oh my god it was 2008 I was working at a uh, I was working part time at a gym as a trainer and it was like end of end of my shift and I was checking my MySpace, and I got a, uh, a right. message on MySpace from uh, this woman, and she's like, "Hey, you want to be on a reality TV show with uh, that's hosted by Jamie Foxx or something like that?" 
it was from G's to Gents when I did that in 2008. It was my first show I ever did on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, I kind of got the reality TV bug. I got kind of like, I don't know, you get it, and you're just either you love it or you hate it. I just loved it. I'm like, dude, I like being on camera. I already was doing music videos, so I already wanted to do more content, and then that just like took it to the next level. I was like, fuck, this is awesome. So, yeah, From Jesus Jazz was the first one I did in 2008, and then um, I just started reaching out to agencies and managers, and I started like applying to all kinds of castings and seeing anything they could tie me into, and then I think my next one I did was a show called Focus Rally America, where it was on Hulu. I went around the country in a Ford Focus uh, for an entire month, and I was doing competitions in all different uh, cities and states. I think we ended up driving 6,000 miles across the across the country. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, that was awesome. I got to be in a Super Bowl commercial for it. Uh, it was hosted by Forge, because Ford Focus. So that was pretty cool. And then um, 2011, I did American Ninja Warrior, because uh, I was already had an athletic background, so I wanted to do something to still compete. Since I wasn't wrestling anymore growing up as a kid, I wrestled. So I didn't have that competition. I wanted it. I was fiending for it. And American Ninja Warrior kind of just fell in my lap. I, I knew a producer, and they were like, hey, would you want to try this? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to try it. <laughs> and then I ended up doing three seasons of that, and I still, I still compete with Ninja Warrior here 10 years later, which is awesome. And... um 2014, I did Dating Naked. That was a, that was an interesting thing. Dane, if you Dane, if you were single, you should have did Dating Naked. You would have loved it. I know, right? I had I had a shot to do a reality show, and I was in Afghanistan. I never got to do it. I had a shot to do the Real World, and I was unfortunately overseas. And I'm like, man, I wish that I would have had that opportunity. But yeah, that, I mean that that show is longevity, obviously, because you get asked to do the challenge. You get more yeah yeah more yeah. chances to do stuff with that, but. Everything happens for a reason. was a whole experience. That was that was nuts. <laughs> I know. That, it, yeah, I bet it just it was. Uh, yeah, when I saw that you were on that, I'm like, man, that's that's. Uh, I had seen it before sometime, and I was just like, that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty crazy concept that they came yeah. up. <laughs> they came up with. You know, that's awesome. Oh my god, I didn't even think it was real. Like, like they were calling. Like, my agent was calling me. And they're like, do you want to do this show? You got to be naked. I'm like, I don't want to do porn. And then they're like, no, it's not porn. And then, um, <laughs> no, like five times. And then they kept calling, they kept calling. And then finally I was like, all right, let me hear everything about it. Like, no bullshit. I want to hear front to, uh, to back everything about it. And then they told me what the concept was. I ended up going and filming in Panama, the country. Uh-huh. And we were we flew into Panama. We took a little boat to this island called Red Frog Island. And we were the only ones on the island besides the workers on the island. So... There was nobody like it wasn't in the, like I was in the middle of a city naked. So it was like right. it kind of felt like I was in a rainforest or a jungle, and I just had cameras. And then um, it was about two weeks of filming when I was there, and I, so it wasn't that bad. It was a good paycheck. So I was like, all right, you know what, I'll do it. And then um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Actually, that was like one of my favorite shows. Uh, met some cool people with it. Still in contact with a with a few of them, and I just thought it was ridiculous and then i was naked i was on a billboard in times square and i was naked on the billboard with a blur <laughs> i can say that for the rest of my life that That's i had a billboard awesome. in times square that so is that sick. was pretty awesome so did so did they uh so were they rolling like cameras 24 7 and were you naked the whole time or like did there are times where you like weren't naked no we filmed um we filmed probably 12 to 15 hours out of the day okay. and obviously we had we had time to sleep at night but um, they wake us up in the morning, and then we went into, because 
professional to talk about like what happened the night before, and then we'd find out what we were doing for the day, and it was like you know some type of awkward date where I was naked, and then we'd have like some some dinner or some like type of lunch by the pool, and then there would be some activity at night. So they had like a whole like day filled of things for us to do, um, and then whenever our downtime. We had our like you know had a pool with the villa and everything like that, so we created our own content. But yeah, it was a, it was a lot of um. I mean, because we're naked, so we still have to be like in areas where they can approve it, because the workers are still around and stuff. So right. it's kind of like <laughs> producers, producers' uh, uh, discretion. That's but it was fun. fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. Did they do like more seasons? Was it just? Yeah, they, I was on season one. I was a bachelor on one of my. Um, on my episode or whatever, and then they actually had two more seasons after it, and I didn't watch the I didn't watch the second or third season, but I heard it was I heard it's pretty good. They changed the format a little bit for the third one. I think they had one bachelor for the entire season, and they kept like rotating in naked daters, so it was like speed dating naked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have liked that as much. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> man. People, more, way, more, way too many people are seeing me naked. <laughs> that's pretty funny I mean it sounds pretty cool though for sure yeah I would have loved it oh yeah well I would have loved it oh yeah <laughs> that's awesome man um, but yeah so uh, what would you think uh, would you say was one of your most um, successful things like that that you think you know you've done so far that you're like the most happy that you've done so far in your life well I mean I always say that my, one of my most proud moments was when I won a VMA. 2009, my group, The Cav, won a VMA for uh, Best Breakout Artist. Uh, so I thought that was like, I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't really think of anything that would top that uh, career-wise. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I got to, and I, second, I would say second to that, I was in a movie called Standing Ovation, which was all over the country. I got to tour all over the country with that movie. It was a, it was a musical. Um, and I wrote five songs for the soundtrack. So I think those two things will probably be like the highlight of my career that I always remember, you know? That's awesome. Oh, that's really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Super Bowl commercial was pretty cool too because I, I just I just didn't expect that to be a part of the show when I did it. And then all of a sudden they were just like, yeah, you're going to film this commercial. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'm thinking it's just going to be for like online stuff. They're like, yeah, it's going to run during the Super Bowl. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what Super Bowl was that? I think it was 2011. You could, uh, it's, uh, the, the, the commercial's online. I, I find it all the time. It's like for, uh, Focus Rally America Super Bowl commercial. If I search mm-hmm. that, I think it pops right up. But yeah, exactly. I, I think it was 2011 or 2012, whatever. It might have been tw- uh, 2012, that February, whatever Super Bowl was. So like, did you get like free Super Bowl tickets because of doing the commercial? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I did not get Super Bowl tickets. Darn. But I did get... A cool paycheck for being in a commercial. If you ever have an opportunity to be in a Super Bowl commercial, don't say no. Absolutely. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> saying yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, um, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit and kind of one of the things that we've been doing on this show since we started. So when we started this show, it was actually just supposed to be like a quick little temporary thing. I had a radio show. I worked with iHeart and some other people back a couple years ago and then with acting and DJing, I really just didn't have time to, to do a radio show anymore. And uh, I didn't want to like, I just felt like trying to do it was difficult. So I really kind of went away from it. And uh, people kept asking like, hey, you should do this, hey, you should do this. And then when COVID came, it's like I had all this free time. So I was like, well, maybe I should. I should see if I what I could do. So I reached out to um, one of the radio stations I worked with in Columbus, Ohio. Um, 
Underground Columbus, WDG. Shout out to you guys. And um, I went and talked to the program director, and he's like, yeah, come back and do a show. But he's like, here's the thing. You can't just do one because it won't benefit us. You got to do at least like 10. I'm like, oh, damn, dude. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, I don't live in that city. So that was the only thing about doing it that was, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, we have family that lives in Columbus. So uh, we'll stay in Columbus for a couple weeks and we'll we'll do the show. So that's what we did. We stayed in Columbus for, you know, three weeks and we did 12 episodes, right? Yeah. Eight. We did eight. Eight, eight episodes in that time. And then we continued on. Um, uh, so, you know, everyone's really likes it and we, and we started getting good, um, uh, feedback. So we're like, okay, well let's continue to do it. So it kind of became a trend of the way that we were doing it was to touch on COVID a lot and talk about, uh, you know, whether you're a recording artist or, you know, you do reality TV or you're a chef or you're a cop or, uh, you know, we've had DJs and actors business and business owners. And, and the thing is that every person has a story to tell and everyone has, uh, you know, pros and cons to what we dealt with with COVID. And on top of that, just the things that you had to deal with, not only career-wise, but personally. I know that a lot of people, it really hit home for in certain ways, uh, not being able to see family or friends during the holidays and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, I know personally, like someone like me that has struggled with PTSD and depression and things like that because of the military or whatever it may be from, um, you know, sometimes being cooped up or, um, you know, kind of away from things, especially when you're used to being around so many people and traveling, uh, it kind of makes it hard on you. And uh, to figure out a way to cope with that, I think, has been uh, something that's been difficult for everybody. So for you, Mikey, uh, how, how did you how did it affect you personally, uh, you know, and professionally? But how did it affect you more so more so personally? And and what were the, the po- positives and negatives to that? And, and how did you cope with it? for me in the beginning of COVID I it was nice for, honestly it was nice for me to take a break I needed a break I, I didn't realize how, how much I was burning the candle at both ends of the stick I was in Cabo for the, like the whole month of March I was hosting spring break I was working every single day doing this doing that running around not sleeping this like it was nuts and then I came home I had to come home a little early because I, I in case I got locked down I didn't want to get locked down in Mexico yeah. I, I got home and I didn't have any like responsibilities for once. I'm like, fuck, I can I can just chill and sit here for a second. And for the for like probably the first month of the quarantine, I just shut it down. Like I I just focused on just you know doing workouts at the house and just getting my get my like body back in order and you know mentally you know I, it just felt good to shut it down for a little bit. I know a lot of people don't have that same story, but. It, it did feel good for me to shut it down. And then after the first month, I was like, all right, now I need to I need to start getting active again. I'm getting bored. So I just found ways to just get out of the house. I mean, we have the mountains in um, in Vegas, and they, didn't, they can't shut down the mountains. So we were going out. You know, my, me and my girlfriend, Brandy, we were going out. We were climbing. We were uh, finding different trails. We were doing anything just to get away from, like, the city, just, like, you know, go see something different. So that was nice. And then um, we had a couple friends that we just ha- we hung out with that was just, you know, like, consistent. You know, we weren't bouncing around, hanging out with, like, a bunch of different people. But there was, like, the same two or three people we'd see all the time. And that was that was pretty much it. We just – we had our little our little circle of people, and we just kept it moving. And then I'd say two months into the quarantine, that's when my uh, – the gym I coached, Ninja Warrior, I shout out to Flip for Me Gymnastics. 
they opened back up. And then I started running Ninja Warrior summer camp. So I was going back to work after like two, two and a half months. And I was coaching 15 kids every week, um, five days a week. So that got me out of the house. And I mean, kids are fun. So it, it was kind of like, um, yeah, it was like playground every day. I went, I went and hung out with kids. <laughs> That's how I dealt with uh, the quarantine. I just, I just did as much, I, I did as much as I could with what little I had. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember when you were getting ready to open that up. I think that's right when we were there. You were literally opening it like the next day we were leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was just, it was just getting back. I mean, so it was it was nice. I mean, like I like I said. I mean, we all we all have different stories with it, but with Vegas and everything like that, you don't realize how much you you go go go, and then like your your body is just like no no no, and yeah. then finally finally I just you know it felt good to just sit down and. My girlfriend Brandy, she's never really watched any TV shows ever in her life. So I got her to watch like The Blacklist. She was watching Ozark. She's watching all these shows. She didn't even know so it existed. It was yeah. great. So I was like, "This is awesome." It's like it's like I'm introducing her something new every time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we definitely we definitely watch a lot of shows. Ozark yeah. was definitely one of them. We we definitely went through the list of shows. Sucks for all the things we did watch because we just kind of rewatched some things. I'm like, "Oh, let's watch Prison Break again because I love that show." But anyway, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, you got me to watch Harry Potter for the first time. I've never watched Harry oh, Potter. Oh, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> See, I've only seen like two of them. Yeah. No, Harry Potter's great. But yeah, what did you... So what did you think... So how long have you lived in Vegas now? I've been in Vegas for seven years. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so what, seven years and I'm still still uh, enjoying it. So what was it like... Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure... You, did you see Vegas when it was black? Like, did you go there when, like to, to look at it? dark or was it you couldn't even leave the house when it was shut down yeah like when every when they turned all the lights and shit off i remember seeing photos that oh was... yeah, yeah yeah so that i mean that was like kind of right when i got in from cabo everything uh-huh. was shut down the casinos were shut um brandy's brandy's here said brandy did we go up and down the strip i think we did right i mean we didn't like ride the bikes or anything like everyone else did but we definitely went up and down a couple times yeah we drove up and down the we went up and down the boulevard to see it it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. It was it was kind of like um, it, it was almost like a like a movie scene, like in a way, like you're you're driving down and you're expecting the lights. You're expecting yeah. It was like as Brady just said, it was like the apocalypse happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so weird because you're so used to it being congested and it's just crazy that you're just like, wait, what is happening? And um, yeah, it was it was definitely an eerie eerie feeling, but. People like once I mean once people started going stir crazy, they started renting bicycles and going up and driving, riding the bicycles up and down the street. I never did that, but we definitely drove our car down to see what uh, what it was looking like. Man, that's yeah. I mean, I never asked anybody. Um, you know, even when I was there talking to you, like when we were hanging out, I didn't. I never asked anybody. I just actually thought of that. Like I remember seeing the photos and stuff and. For me, somebody who's, you know, I've been coming back and forth out there since 2009 and I've fallen in love with that city and I've never heard of or seen any, like, going black like that where they literally shut off the lights. Like, you've never heard of that. I mean, the amount of money that Vegas probably lost as a whole, you know, it, it is heartbreaking to see that. Like, Yeah, it'll never happen again. There's no, there's no yeah. way they would ever do that again because if they did it again, I think the city would, it would crumble and the problem, like, like the governor out here can do whatever he wants and think he's running it, but at the end of the day, the casinos are what runs this city. 
they have the most power. They're on like the boards and everything. Like they're the they're the the companies that run this city. So never, I I guarantee, no time in our life again will the casinos ever shut down like that. I don't care what goes on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, they they lost three billion dollars or something like that over the course of that that pandemic. So it's just not going to happen ever again. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Like, I mean, so just to see, you know, how when we were there, things were, there was some things were open, but just to see that much limit was crazy. So I can imagine when everything was done. I mean, man, it's, it's just crazy. That's how I knew when, when I knew shit was real, like shit was serious. When, when I saw all the lights go off in Vegas, I said, okay, this shit's real. Like, that's how we knew something was going on. And it wasn't, they weren't fucking around anymore because when they t- turned it to that level, I'm like, if they weren't serious they wouldn't be shutting cities down especially las vegas so i mean for the people yeah, they boarded who, up the front doors they boarded up all the doors and the casinos too to make sure nobody nobody tried to go in yeah good idea with all the crazy riots and stuff that were going on was across there, the world like was there riots uh, yeah. in, in las vegas as well there, there were but it wasn't like anything like portland or anything like that going on i mean they had they had protests up and down the the boulevard, and uh, I mean they had some issues. Like I know there was a there was a cop that got um, attacked downtown with something that was going on down there, but it wasn't like crazy. Like Portland was nuts. What was going on there? That that was nuts. Um, yeah, we had it, but it was very like small. It was more like organized. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything like. Um, People, we weren't scared for our lives out here, you know. Like, I wasn't worried about my house getting burnt down. <laughs> right, yeah. That's good, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely a crazy time, you know. It, it's crazy that we're uh, we're on the other side of it now. What? It's been a year almost now. Next month, it's been yeah. a year. Yeah, we're a year, a year into uh, fourteen days of slow to curve. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Man. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad to hear things are going well for you, like things are you're starting to be able to pick back up and vegas as a whole and other cities you know i'm glad that uh things are starting to pick back up especially for people in the entertainment and service industry it's been one of the hardest hit things as well as fitness um you know the hardest hit not being able to which is crazy to me because it's so counterproductive that the people that are trying to stay healthy aren't able to <laughs> but you know uh, that's a that whole, was, whole nother that conversation was that, that was the thing that really irritated me the most that i just couldn't go to the gym yeah, like, the one thing, I just want to go to the gym, and that was, that's, like, people, they're making it seem like, oh, you just work out at home, but it's not the same. Like, you go to the gym to be in that environment, to make your body healthier, and it, you have to have motivation. You have to have, like, the whole atmosphere, and for people that don't go to the gym, for people that just sit at home and do nothing, to them, going to the gym means nothing. Right. Well, it's a lot different. It's like if somebody goes to the movies every single week and they want to go to the movies every single week and now they're just not allowed to. That's, that's what they care about. Yeah. So I, don't, I mean, for us, it's just, I don't know. Gym, gym, guys, gym guys and girls, we get it. And the people that are outside of that world just never got it. And they just thought like, oh, well, you can just work out at your house. Well, yeah, you can. You can watch a movie at your house too, but isn't it a lot cooler going to the theater? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, I guess like Zane and I were definitely blessed in that department because we own a gym, so we were able to just go to our gym. But it was and, empty, so and work buy, out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we were definitely blessed <laughs> in that aspect of that, as well as I had a brand new. We had a brand new baby, so you know we had a three month old when the pandemic hit. So 
I was already at home, not doing much but just feeding our baby and changing diapers and, and sleeping. So, you know, the pandemic didn't really change much for me other than I was finally like starting to like, oh, okay, like I can like do things, you know, my my tailbone isn't broken anymore and this and that. So it was like finally like, yay. And then it's like, wait, no, no, I was still stuck in the house, but I was able to spend ample time with our daughter and it was no, you know, issues with that. If Brandy can yeah, hear me. You're getting Brandy really excited to have a baby over here. I know, I, know, I was saying, just saying. Brandy can hear me. Oh, oh, man, scare the shit out of Brandy already, damn. Yeah, you just scared the shit out of her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a wonderful experience. Oh, speaking There's of the baby. There's the baby right there. I like to sit on my butt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, well, uh, so when, when is your, when is your uh, little one due? We're due July 30th. Oh. Well, here's here, here soon. Doctor said he could come. He could either come two weeks before my due date, two weeks after my due date, or on my due date. So who really knows when the baby's coming? We have a, we're just like the pandemic. We're like fourteen days. We don't know. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. Oh yeah. Damn, well, hi, Brandy. I didn't know if you could hear us or not. Uh, huh? I just said hi. I didn't know if you could hear us or not. Oh, hey, girl. Oh, yeah, she's right here. She's like, well, I'm, I have it on speakerphone, so we're just hanging out. Okay. I'm leaving again. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah doing, having, a, having a studio set up on our house and doing it at home and opposed to the radio station is definitely a lot different because we do have the kids in the house most of the time. So, um, I'm sorry. It's more convenient. It, it does. It makes it, gotta, easy. it makes it easier. Sometimes your make, house makes, it, makes things easier. It does. We, don't, we can do pretty much... Everything at our house for the most part. So I mean, uh, and then the kids make guest appearances sometimes on the show. So <laughs> yeah, like I have I have a recording set up in my uh, in my spare room, and anytime I need to record vocals, it I just have to walk that seat. It may, it makes it does make it a lot easier uh, not having to go anywhere, you know, uh, other than the gym, which is um, like you said, if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, other if you, unless unless you got. You know, you're the rock and you have Iron Paradise or something. <laughs> you, yeah, you definitely felt the, the, you know, the difference. Like, there's not having a home gym or having home workouts. It's, it's, not, it's not nearly the same, you know. It, it's, 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 I the, know. it's the atmosphere as rock, well. Rock's gym is just like having, like, a, you know, a, an actual gym just at your house. Yeah. That gym is great. I would, I would be a member there if I could. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Too bad he's not giving out memberships. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, so... What's next for you, Mikey? What do you got coming up next? I mean, what do you, uh, what do you plan on? What are your future endeavors? You've done a lot so far, so. Other well, than- I mean, actually, this Friday, I'm dropping a rock rap EP. It drops this Friday. I actually forgot to mention that, but yeah, this Friday it drops. I did the album with a guy named Kurt Kessidar. He's the producer of my song Can't Undo November Tides. He's the producer of my song Wake Up, and he's the producer of the Cavs song Dirty Style. So he's he's like a big, um, he's heavily into like the rock world and whatever, and he wanted to do this this project where it was like Linkin Park meets like um, Limp Bizkit meets like Blink-182 in a way, and we did it. So it dropped this Friday. Um, so look for, all, look for that on all my music stuff under Mikey P, you know. I'm excited for that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, after that, I mean, focusing on the new Decab album, all the new music videos, and I may or may not have a new reality TV show in the works. 
so I can't talk about that, or I can't talk about that, but may or may not be there. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear the drop on Friday for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited for it. Something totally different than I'd ever normally do, but it was uh, was cool. Stepped out of my comfort zone with the typical instrumentals that I use, and um, I think people are going to like it. It's It's definitely a good gym playlist. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to hear it. I love mashups. I love when two genres can... I love when two things come together and become a new thing. Yeah. Like, yep. it's it's weird. I like, I like when artists take a take a step out of their comfort zone. I mean, Machine, Machine Gun Kelly, I, I like what he's doing now with all the... Um, like, he's, like, almost become a rock star rather than just a rapper. Because I'm not a big yeah. fan of Machine Gun Kelly as a rapper. Yeah. I love him as a... The new like Blink One Eighty Two guy, like it, it's just, it, his new stuff is just I don't know. It resonates better with me. I never never could get into him as a rapper because honestly, and then also the thing with Eminem, I'm Team Eminem all the way. Yeah. But him as this rock <laughs> rock punk punk artist or whatever, I love it. So, I agree. Different. You definitely see a huge jump out of his comfort zone, going from things like you know his old album, like the Get It in Ohio stuff, to mm-hmm. now with uh, my best friend's ex and stuff. Huge, yeah. huge turnaround. But I, I definitely yeah, agree. Yeah. I like it better for sure. It just, I don't know, just the, the vibes are so much better. Yeah, it's growth. I mean, he's, he grew as an artist. He, 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 he always was, he always, he always was into like instruments. Like he knew how to play. He always tried to like implement that a little bit into his music. But I think this is the first time that we're seeing him like actually go 100% with it. I think that movie he did definitely helped him bring that out a little bit more. The Dirt. The Dirt. That was a good movie. Oh, Damn, yeah. that was a good movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. But now he's doing a whole bunch of movies. He's just on set with my boy, Louis Silva Jr. And I was yeah, like, oh, what's yeah. that? So he's like doing another film. He's like constantly back yeah. to back doing he's films now. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's doing well. Yeah, he's pretty good. At what was that back. movie we just watched? He was Oh, in. Nerve. Nerve. Yeah. yeah. Is that was what it's called? Yeah, yeah it's Nerve. called Nerve. We watched a movie called Nerve. Yeah, I mean, that's what in today's entertainment world, it's not the same as it was before, especially if you're not traveling and doing concerts. You have to do everything. Yeah. That's why, like, with me, as like, reality TV, uh, uh, coaching Ninja Warrior, doing music, doing this. You have to do everything because everything comes together as one. Emceeing clubs, emceeing pool parties. It, it's all the same thing because you're promoting yourself as a brand. Yes. You're not promoting yourself as a rapper. You're not promoting yourself as a singer. You're a brand. I'm right. Mikey P. The brand. Zane the brand. You're a brand. And if you don't, if you don't see yourself as a brand, you're never gonna win. I agree, man. That's what I always say. I always say you're a brand. Like at the end of the day, I'm a can of Red Bull on a shelf, and there's a can of something else next to me. Do I want them to buy my can or someone else's can? Because it doesn't matter that I'm a DJ and an actor and I do a radio show and this and that. Because the thing is, I'm just being me and promoting what I do, not that I'm this person, that I'm this, you know, like I just happen to do all these things. Like, well, do you feel like you're doing too much? Like, no, I don't, because you find a balance to it. And like you said, it goes hand in hand. You know, it all comes together. Yeah, there's never, you can never do too much. You you can always do too little. Yeah. You never do too much. Yeah. And if you never, you know, jump into several pots, you never find your pot. If you just, yeah. you know, yeah. So yeah. try out all the pots. You might find... You gotta try out all the pots. Gotta try all the pots. <laughs> have my hand in about 15 different cookie <laughs> jars, because I freaking love cookies. <laughs> yeah, you, keep your hand in your, you keep your hand in one cookie jar, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> my cookie right, jar. We're going to stop this experiment with different cookies. <laughs> 
That's funny. Uh, well, shit, man. Uh, what I wanted to just ask you one more thing before we get ready to sign off here. Um, so what is one uh, piece of advice that you can give all of our listeners, and I guess just really anybody in general, um, you know, whether it has a, just within, in life, like a piece of advice that you'd want someone to know? Dude, with my, with my career, with everything I've done, um, if there's not an opportunity there, make an opportunity. I've gotten jobs that didn't exist. I've, literally, my last job that I had in <laughs> Vegas, I was the MC for Dre's Beach Club. I became the MC there. there. It wasn't a position. They didn't have that position. They created it for me because I sold them on an idea. Never like it. So if you have an idea, if there's an opportunity that you think should happen, make it happen. It is, like the only person that's going to tell you no is yourself. You make the yes happen. Hey, and I've man. learned that a million times over. I have a, I'm doing a radio show now once a week. That wasn't there until I made it happen. So it's just like you have to create opportunities that, if, I mean, you have to create opportunities that aren't there. If you want something, go get it. If you need something to happen, make it happen. Because some, somebody else isn't just going to make it happen for you. And that's literally been my, my, whole, my whole thing throughout my whole career. When I was working at a radio station, the reason I got that job was because I won a uh, contest on the radio. And then they saw how energetic I was. And they asked me if I wanted to be an intern for the radio station. Well, guess what? I wasn't in college. I was still in high school. You get an internship when you're in college. They found out I wasn't in college um, halfway through. And they're like, well, we either got to let you go or give you a job. So they gave me a job. <laughs> like, so I, my whole career, my whole life has been creating opportunities that didn't exist in the first place. Well, that's awesome. That that's a awesome. great piece of advice. Yeah. Great way to look. It's a great way to look yeah, at it, it too. I mean, yeah, is. you're the only person that can stop you from doing what you want to do. I love that, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's the only thing you can do. You got You have to do everything for yourself nowadays. That's the biggest That's the biggest thing, especially with artists nowadays, too. Like, when you go to get signed, when, when labels look at you, they don't look at you until you have a full package. Until you have music videos done, until you've already toured, or until you've already done this amount of shows, you have X amount of streams, followers, you, you don't even get looked at yet. Like, back in the day, you would get signed off nothing, and they create everything for you. They do everything. The labels do nothing now except give you some dollars. Yeah. That's all they do nowadays. You do everything for yourself. So if you're not doing it for yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. Oh, yeah. That's a great, great piece of advice. Well, shit, man. Yep. It's always good to talk to you. Hell yeah, man. You got to get back here soon. I will. Thank oh, you. Well. Thanks for coming on here and talking to me. I, it, it's good to get to talk to know a little bit more about you in a, in, you know, a little bit deeper way and uh, get to know a little bit about your journey because obviously we don't talk about that on the daily. So, <laughs> you know, it's good to know because you have an awesome yeah, story. Yeah, fun to talk for sure. Awesome, man. Yeah, we it's really appreciate happy, it. Happy to finally link it up and make it happen. Yeah, oh, we yeah. appreciate you coming in and, you know, giving us your tidbit on your life and you know giving us some advice you know that's my favorite part about our show is getting to hear a little bit of what you know everyone we've had on here has done in order to get where they are and you know ways to help other people get to their goals as well so yeah a lot of people a lot of people don't realize the creating the opportunities for themselves or not giving up on things that are important to them whether it be life or 
whether it be, you know, a, a career or whatever it is, you know, people are hard on themselves and uh, people don't realize that sometimes. So it's really, it's really good to hear from people who have done things, you know, like you have created opportunities for yourself where people see, hey, maybe if I did this or hey, you know, I was almost there, but I gave up. Like, don't give up. Just keep going, man. Like, you can do it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in today's world, like, there's no reason to give up. Like, I mean, you're, you're doing everything for yourself. So, yeah, it does get a little hard. It gets a little tedious because you have to make you have to make the things happen for yourself. You have to stay motivated. It gets hard, of course. But life is hard. I mean, everything's going to be hard. If, if, that, if the hardest thing, if that's hard for you to just be motivated to help yourself, then you're going to have a rough, rough life. <laughs> you're the only person that in your life that you need to do for it. You need to do it for yourself. Like, I mean... I'd rather I'd rather make money for myself and do it my own way than go work for a corporation. I mean, that's just how I've always looked at it. Right there with you, brother. Right there with you. Well, shit, man. Well, it was good to talk to you. Thanks again for coming on. We'll definitely be out there Absolutely. soon. And yeah. Uh, yeah. congratulations, yeah. you and Brandy. And Brandy, if you can hear me. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. We're really excited. Yeah, if you guys have any, like, <laughs> you know, questions or, you know, you want to just talk baby, because I know when I was pregnant in 2019, all I wanted to do was talk about babies and what to do and what to expect and things like that. I would love to chat with you about babies and stuff. <laughs> so. yeah, no, I'm definitely going to have my hands full, but it's definitely anything like Mikey. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, hands all the way full. I'm hoping, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. We find out March 4th. But if it's a boy, uh, hopefully it's going to come out doing ninja moves. What, do you, oh, yeah. what are you guys hoping for? A boy. boy. I, I, I need a little ninja turtle. Perfect. Yeah, he was really stingy, or she was really stingy last time we went to the doctor. So hopefully we'll find out next week. So Yeah, next yeah. week, March 4th, we have our doctor's appointment. We're going to do a little gender reveal on probably Facebook Live on March 5th. And then, yep. Are you guys no. going to find out, or are you, like, having someone else plan it? Uh, her friend's going to plan it, and then she's going to get set it all up, and then we're going to do it at my one friend's house, and it'll be all over. We're doing, like, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, so my mom and dad and her mom and dad can see and stuff. Oh, that's Perfect. awesome. I did, I did have a question for Brandy. Are you from Vegas, Brandy? Yeah, I'm from Chicago. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I just thought about that while we were, when we were talking. I was like, hmm, I wonder where Brandy's from. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, she's yeah. from the, fr- the frozen tundra of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, geez. You know, that and uh, I spent a lot of my childhood just traveling constantly, but I, but Chicago is my home, so. Nice, okay. Well, Zane, she's a military, she's a military girl, too. That was my next, que- that was my next question I was going to ask. She sounded like she traveled a lot, so. Yeah, what, what brand? My dad was in the Army, huh. so. I was constantly, and he was a single dad, so I was constantly, like, going back and forth between wherever my dad was in Chicago, so, you know. Yeah, I, I understand. How that goes. Yeah, Chicago's <laughs> our home base. Home base, <laughs> Home yeah. base. Oh, yeah. Where all my family is, so that's where my heart is. Well, that's good. We all have that in common, the mid, the, the Midwest, you know, oh, yeah. region area, so we, everyone knows how the weather is out here. Yeah, so, that's wonderful. I'm yeah, glad. that's um, one of the biggest reasons why I do not want to move back ever in my life. Yeah. But, you know, I always tell my family I can see you in the summer, but I will not be there for the holidays. Sorry. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Our, our goal is to eventually, 
our goal is eventually to be out west in the next couple of years full time. It's 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 too cold here, man. Too cold. <laughs> My skin's too pale. I know. I need this. I always ask our parents, like, don't you guys want to come somewhere where it's not freezing, you know, for the holidays? So we'll see how that goes this coming year with the baby here. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. we got the baby. They have to come up. <laughs> they'll, yeah. they'll, come, they'll come for the baby, I promise. Yeah, it'd be easy. They'll come for the baby. Easier to coach them to come your way now. Yeah. You're like, wow, so you didn't come before because I wasn't enough, but the baby's enough? <laughs> the baby's enough? Hey, whatever excuse there is, I will take it. Yeah. Right. I understand. Oh. Well, hey, we That's love you good. guys, and congrats again, and we yeah. will see you guys here soon, probably in the next couple months. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It's good talking to you guys. You too. We'll talk to you soon. You guys have a great night. Have a wonderful night, guys. You too, guys. All right, good night. See you guys Bye. later. Bye. See ya. Peace. Uh, I love them. They're wonderful. I know. I love. I love talking to them. It's a. Uh, we haven't had a lot of people on here that like. We have been friends with a lot of the people we've talked to, but not on the same level we are with Mikey and Brandy, which is dope. Yeah. Uh, I met Mikey briefly um, at rehab, not rehab like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a place it used to be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino uh, in Las Vegas. Um, which the Hard Rock's closed right now. They're doing remodeling, but it'll be back. Anyway, rehab, uh, and they had one of the best pools, Nirvana. <laughs> but I met Mikey there, uh, Pauly D, and DJ Shift, and somebody else were performing. Anyway, I went over there by myself. I was with David, and David, uh, David doesn't like the sunlight, everybody who knows David. Uh, anyway, he's like, oh, come, you know, come over here or whatever. So I went over to meet uh, Shift, and... Uh, like I said, Paulie was DJing, and uh, Mikey was in, on stage MC. I didn't know him at all at the time, and you know they invited me up on stage because I was a guest of uh, Shifts. So I got to hand stand up on stage while they're doing a freaking performance in front of like ten thousand people. I'm just hanging out up on stage with uh, you know in the DJ booth with uh, Paulie and Shift and hanging out. And so the first time I ever met Mikey, I got to see. Uh, what he was doing like you know how he was how he worked the crowd so all these girls all these fine ass girls walk out in these little outfits right and they have these uzis and i'm like what is going on right now you know so mikey's up on the fine mic. ass girls guys y'all hear that mm-hmm. that's, i mean that's vegas for you uh anyway so not going to vegas anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> anyway so he brings all these girls out on stage and they all have like uzis and i'm like what is this like i've never seen this before and this is probably like the third time I've been to Vegas um, and so anyway uh, they all walk out in a line and Mikey's like up there and they're like I forget what song they were playing it was uh, I don't know some song with a drop in it and they all come out and they these Uzis so they're champagne Uzis right so what the Uzis do is you put the, the champagne bottle inside the Uzi and you shake it up, and when you pull it, it sprays all over the crowd. So there was like 10 girls that all had champagne bottles. And so the first time I went and saw Mikey's up there working the crowd, and I walk up on stage, and they're spraying champagne all over the whole crowd. I'm like, man, Vegas is so awesome. I love that. <laughs> and that's the first time I got to meet Mikey. Briefly met him, and uh, then we went back. Um, it was, was it that's last? That's not the last time we were there. Last time we were there, he was in uh, Jersey. Mm-hmm. But the time that we were there before that, uh, it was when Leland was with your mom, right? Yeah. 
uh, we had met them and we went to, that was the first time I actually got to like meet and like hang out with him. It was June. For the July. first time when I really like got to meet him, meet him. Uh, he was with Brandy and we were with uh, Borges and my brother and a couple other people went to uh, Jing. Yep, Jing. Jing, awesome place, downtown Summerlin. Uh, so, you know, we got to um, hang out that night, went to went to Jing, hung out with Mikey and, and Brandy and, uh, like I said, some other people. And we really got to just vibe out, like hung out that night, went to the Cosmo, and we had some drinks at this little bar and, like, really got to talk and get to know each other. So it was really cool. It was a really good time. And that's when we, like, really all became friends. And then, like, ever since, uh, we just communicate all the time, always talk about stuff or comment on each other's posts or like wish each other you know merry happy whatever so you know it it, they're great they're great friends and we're really happy that we got to talk to them and and have them on here and i can't wait to uh to get back out there and hang out and uh especially take the baby with us to vegas now um because we we don't really take her to vegas we usually just take her to la and stuff like that but now you know like justin's got his daughter Mm -hmm. and now they're gonna have theirs, so it'll be a little more fun because it won't just be like, yeah, for me it'll be work related most of the time. But yeah. at least you girls can hang out the kids and stuff too. Like you know, we can go yeah, do absolutely. some family shit out there too. Yeah. But yeah, so we're wrapping up. We only got about three minutes left. Uh, thanks again, Mikey, uh, for coming on. Brandy, uh, glad that you got yeah. to say <laughs> talk I had to. Known that you know she was like kind of. You know, he had her on speaker. Had, we would have asked more. Had her on speaker, we would have you know kind of incorporated her a little bit more into the interview. Um, you know, I was I would have loved to kind of chat with her about the bar industry in Vegas because she is a bartender there. I'm not sure. I know she does some other stuff too, but and how much that's changed, um, probably. Yeah. So I w- would have loved to have been able to ask her that, but I didn't know that she was actually listening live. I didn't mean to punch the the mic. Sorry, guys. Um, um. But yeah, thank you guys all for listening, tuning in, all that wonderful stuff. Zane and I have loved this journey with the Zane and Carly Project. It's been a wonderful ride. We love so much that, you know, we have a lot of followers. We have a lot of people coming on here, you know, guests. And, you know, we, we're happy to grow. We're happy to be here. We are so, so excited for this. And we have so much going on. So... Just wrapping it up right now, um, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, ZRS Productions, my company Kutched, uh, Villains by COVID, Alex Kovacs in PA, um, as well as the Native brand out there in Newport, Kentucky. Fantastic people, both of them, as well as Jay Salandino. His stuff is super cool. He has a lot of stuff dropping, um, as well as... Um, the Anchor app. So anyone that wants a podcast, do a podcast, start a podcast. The Anchor app is where to do it. Anchor app or anchor.fm. Yeah, make sure you guys check it out. Remember, tomorrow we will be on here with Robert Seven Shannon. He's an actor. He'll be talking to us a little bit about what the movie he's currently working on and what else he has upcoming. And then we'll have DJ Aravi from Las Vegas as well. We're talking to her a little bit more about the DJ thing and how that's been going in Vegas. We haven't really talked to any Vegas uh, resident DJs yet. We have talked to some DJs, but it'll be nice to talk to her. And also, now that they have the Circa Hotel open, it's a new hotel, and they have a female-based um, production company, so it'll be cool to see how that goes. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow to hear us on here live on my Facebook page. If you guys miss it, make sure you guys check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your guys' podcasts at. You guys can find this live video. 
right here on my Facebook wall, as well as on my website, zanerichardsimpson.com, or you can find it on YouTube, Zane Richard Simpson. Love you guys. We will talk to you guys soon, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you all so much.